0: Can you hear me now? Test one, two. All right. It's going to be a good day. want to get into the Word. Let me know where you're watching from. Real quick, a lot of really cool stuff happening. Um, this past weekend was just incredible. And I want to give a huge shout out to Pastor Benjamin Fraley, my friend. Just an excellent guy down in South Hill, Virginia. I mean, Absolutely amazing. Pastors a great church. I'm distracted. I am doing a few things, Uh, but great church river of life ministries. Yeah. I mean, if you like the music, or if you'd rather hear something else, we'll try it. Here we go. Wow, that's almost like spooky. You never know till you try. <laughs> Anyway, we're having fun. Let's see. There's delay as far as like when I'm watching the video on my phone. So. All right. Wow. They just that that may be too cool for me. We'll leave it. Okay, so let's uh, let me continue on where I was there. Anyway, this past weekend was great. Uh, we were in South Hill, Virginia with my friend. Go ahead and, and let me know where you're watching from because uh, then I have a record of your name and I'll pray for you until we meet again or until the Lord takes us on. And so this past weekend, awesome. We drove uh, about eight hours. So uh, Saturday was great. Got a chance to marry two great friends of mine. Congratulations to Seth and Stephanie Cook. Just incredible uh, wedding ceremony. Beautiful overlook uh, on the side of a mountain overlooking uh, the Ohio River Valley here in Parkersburg. And we, we that was in like early afternoon. We jumped in a car, drove eight hours which is really like 12 if you're traveling with kids and uh, ended up getting into the hotel and checked in and got to sleep sometime like two or three in the morning, got up, had a great service with uh, river of life ministries, powerful move of God. Uh, I mean, just incredible, uh, words of, of knowledge, people healed, uh, actually it was the pastor having problems in his feet Been having some some serious issues there uh, the lord you know the gifts of the spirit were moving uh, the lord gave me a word of knowledge prayed for him god touched him no more pain healed uh three or four others uh one was about a settlement uh i said i don't know who it is if you're watching because we were live streaming or if you're here but somebody uh you there's some money that's owed to you and it, it's coming, get ready because it's coming. The Lord says it's coming. And of course, nobody moved. And after service, I found out that in fact, there was a gentleman in the church that had received part of a settlement he was owed, uh, but there had been a large portion held up. But but thank the Lord for that. So great time. Then, then of course, we drove all the way back Monday and uh, got the week started because of the, the holiday, got the week started on Tuesday, and uh, just awesome. I want to share a couple of our resources with you, and these are available exclusively on our website for the time being, bradfordministries.net, bradfordministries.net. Um, still have a few of these kicking around, our, our album. My brother and I, we recorded this with some good Christian members of some very famous music groups, one of which was the American Idol Band at the time and several others. But uh, some of the the album was recorded in uh, Los Angeles and the remaining portion that we recorded in in Cleveland, Tennessee at the Perry Stone Ministry Center. And uh, just great, all uh, tracks we wrote and recorded. Excellent, it'll bless you get it it's available there i think it's ten dollars and it will bless you my book which we're we're just about to have to reprint this because uh we're finally out of the last printing i've had uh several batches and we've sold them and sent them around the world and what's amazing about this if you've never read this book um you should not because it's mine because when i read it i'm astonished uh, the Lord downloaded uh, in 2007. So this is this is going back to 2007. The Lord downloaded in my spirit Daniel chapter 3 and prophetically began to speak to me about everything that would happen in the United States of America and around the world in the next 20 to 25 years. And much of it has already taken place. In fact, it's so spot on, It's scary. I read it now. When I wrote it, when I first wrote this, I thought I can't write this because no one will, will believe this. People will think this is totally crazy. They'll think I've lost my mind and I'm already, you know, in my early twenties, traveling, preaching. And uh, you know, when you're young and you're traveling and preaching, people already are like, you know what, you're young, you'll grow out of it. You know, I remember when I was really on fire for the Lord and they kind of, you know, they treat you with kid gloves. And uh, they're like, oh, bless his heart. And so I wrote this and just I would preach something along the lines of, of this book, every service across the nation and around the world. And people would just look at me like, yeah, you're nuts. But now it's come to pass, you know, many of it, much of what's in here has already come to pass. And, and I, you know, I don't call myself a prophet, but uh, the Lord knows what's going to happen. He's not operating inside of, of time. I mean, it speaks about the coming identity crisis. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> that there would be uh, there would be you know this problem facing America and the world where people wouldn't even know what gender they are. It's all in this book. It's incredible. But the great news is it not only identifies uh, the problems that will arise, but the solutions from heaven. This contains in it the solutions from heaven, and uh, so it'll encourage you because it talks about in the middle of all of this stuff that's going on, his spirit will be poured out on all flesh, and the all-consuming fire of the Holy Spirit will burn off the yokes of Babylon, the yokes of confusion. The infernal experience is the fiery furnace experience in modern times. It's for us, and uh, this talks about the the coming, which we're now in, the coming, uh, you know, Elijah Jezebel showdown that we're experiencing right now. Uh, this 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 revelation from God, which happened around a tragedy, which tells my personal um, testimony of being tragically burned, almost losing my leg, uh, second and third degree burns on sixty percent of my body, and how the Lord came to me in a hospital bed. And gave me uh, through a vision a revelation of Daniel chapter 3 and how it relates to our times. And, you know, we know it is the fiery furnace, but it was an inferno. It was a fire sent from hell through King Nebuchadnezzar to destroy Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And the crux of the book is with, let's see, with four words three men, three boys forever shaped a nation and changed a generation. Those words were, I will not bow. You need it. You need to get this. You need to, uh, you need to sow it into the life of some of your friends and family and watch how God totally shifts things around. A lot of historical facts and details. Chapter six, experiencing the fire, experiencing the fire. If you've never been touched by the fire of God, get this. Uh, we sell it. Uh, $29.95, $29.95, but uh, if you go on there, I believe it's $20 on our website. You can get that plus shipping. Everything is plus shipping. And so get it. and uh, Or at least I think it is. Maybe it's not. I don't know. They set the prices and uh, take care of it. So thank you whoever does that. Alright. And then uh, my brother's book. Very limited uh, supply quantity of these left. It's called My Healer. And we had just gotten back from uh, a trip a tour of africa a tour of africa and uh saw just i mean mind-blowing things happen multiplied thousands came to the lord during our 30 days there traveling throughout uh the nation of africa and uh coming back my brother became so sick within just a short time a few months that uh he couldn't even get out of bed. We took him to the hospital. They said, look, you you have cancer, lymphoma cancer. Um, it's going to be terminal. And they later found out he had te- testicular cancer and uh, several other things. And the Lord showed us some things. It was a journey through that. But we we stood on some things in the word of God and, and saw many mighty miracles, one of which is the fact that He's not dead today. He's totally cancer-free. He's a worship leader, uh, leader in the body of Christ today. And uh, this is his story. This has been our best-selling resource that we've produced uh since day 1. And uh some some there there are 40 keys, 40 keys backed up by 40 healing scriptures in this book. That this is like a roadmap to absolute healing and victory over cancer for sure, but then uh, also in every area of your life and it, it will bless you. There's the doctor's documents in here, pictures of that, quotes of what the doctors said, and uh, then of the the reports after the healing and it shocked the cancer center. We're talking about a major cancer center in this nation. Uh, On record to this day, they still cannot explain what happened. This is powerful. And we have seen hundreds, literally hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people. We have the reports of them being healed, seeing breakthrough in their life, healing over cancer and all other types of diseases. After getting this resource, you know, uh, it's the word of God. It's the word of God. And it'll change you. So this book is it's full of scripture. Everything in it is from the word of God, as told by my brother. And then finally, our newest thing, and the one I'm most excited about right now, my wife has just released this book, Unshakable, by Mindy Bradford. It's awesome. If you don't have it, get it. Uh, by the way, this one is $20. My brother's book is $20, and my wife's book is $20, so I don't forget to say that. But how God totally healed her. From rheumatoid arthritis and many other problems that were setting up, I'm telling you, she was at a place where um, she was literally would lay on the couch uh, in a fog. If you know anything about the symptoms of this, uh, asleep, uh, could not totally fatigued, couldn't think, couldn't get up. I her, her eyes were even swollen to the point of severe pain. Uh, having you know, as her husband, having to carry her up and down the stairs and just tragic. Couldn't be a mother to our children. Couldn't be a wife to me. And she was in excruciating pain and the doctors offered nothing. Okay. I'm not against doctors. I'm just telling you. Uh, And we were praying and believing. This was a multiple year thing, two, three years. We were praying and believing for healing and nothing was happening. And the Lord began to speak to her one evening as she was feeling sorry for herself. And she was angry and she was frustrated. The Holy Spirit swept into the room where she was and began to speak with her, and she had a one-on-one visitation from the Holy Spirit, and uh, he began to share some things with her. And As she began to take those steps in obedience, immediately everything began to turn around. I feel the glory of God already on the broadcast. Maybe the most important chapter that, that you could read, and certainly the most important one in this book, chapter six, when it doesn't work. When it doesn't work, what do you do? When it's not working, what do you do? What do you do when you're believing and you're standing, but it's not working? The answers are in this book. So get it, get it, get it in your hands. It's 20 bucks and uh, it'll be a blessing to, all right? Okay. So you saw the title, Seven Keys to Effective Bible study. Why is this so important? Why should you study the Word? Well, so you could be instant in in season and out of season, obviously, as a minister of the gospel. Everyone's a minister. The term minister means as servant of God, and everyone is a servant. But also, you should study the Word of God so that uh, you have hidden the Word of God in your heart that you might not sin against it, so that you have the shield of faith. Because remember, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. So faith comes by hearing and hearing keep on hearing the word of God. Another translation says faith comes by hearing and understanding the word of God. And a lot of times, you know, I grew up, um, in, in, uh, in an era and my dad and, and my grandfather and my uncle, you know, they were the type of people that, uh, they would tell you once. And if you didn't understand it, you needed to make a move to do something. You didn't just stand there and wait for an explanation. You heard, and then you began to do something. And as you made a move, they would then help you to understand. If you just stood there, uh, well, let me just say this. You were liable to face persecution. They might reach out and whack you. And uh, so, you know, being young and being on the farm and working on stuff and with animals and from a very early age. Uh, you know, four, five years old, spending the nights out in the woods with my dad, coon hunting in the early mornings out in the, uh, the frozen marshes of northeast Arkansas, duck hunting with my uncle. Uh, you know, you learn to listen. And sometimes when you hear or you read something, you don't understand it. And a lot of people quit there. But what you need to do is you need to keep reading it. You need to keep staying with it. You need to keep hearing it. And eventually you're going to understand that you don't have to understand everything to make a move and to begin. Okay. A lot of times we want the full understanding before we begin. And I think this generation is horrible at that. I think there are so many people and you see it with, you know, some of the protests and things that we've experienced in this country in the last three or four years, you see, you know, uh, orders being given by people in authority, whether it's police or whoever. And then, uh, you know, this generation says, but why? But why? Well, you don't need to know why. You just need to hear it and begin to do it. You don't have to fully understand it to jump on there. Hello, Jessica Carr. Thank you for joining. Everybody like and share the broadcast. This will be a blessing for you today. Okay, so faith comes by hearing and hearing, understanding the word of God. And that's how you quench the fiery darts of the enemy is having the shield of faith, having your faith built up to the place that it is a shield It's a shield. It's something that protects you from whatever the enemy may be trying to send your way, right? Having the whole armor of God. And so you need to know this. You need to know the word of God. Listen, Satan knows the word of God. He knows what the word says. We see that when he came to Jesus and and tried to tempt him, that, you know, he misquoted and twisted the scripture and Jesus had to say, hey, uh, that's not what the word says. Actually, it's written, and this is what it says. And so you need the word if you're going to stand strong and be able to face, stand up against all the the trials, the fiery darts that the enemy will send your way, the things that we're facing in life. Okay, so let's look at this now. Uh, first of all, uh, let me give you some statistics, because this is what really prompted this uh, in my heart. And so I'm just going to read some statistics to you, uh, because... I think, in fact, if you agree with this, just uh, just just say, you know, I agree or yes in the comments. But we are currently living as a nation and as a people on the world. So in America and as a world, as an as the, the human population on the world, we are currently living in troubled times. Now, if you agree with that, I want you just to type. Yes, we are. Now, that's not going to be your final chapter. That's not the final chapter of the church. You're not doomed to always experience trouble. In fact, we're going to talk about the answer to that or the solution today. But in fact, we are living in troubled times. In uh, an April 22 report by the American Bible Society, it found that in the last year, so from April 2021 to April 2022, that 26 million Americans had completely stopped reading the Bible. So 26 million Americans that used to read the Bible from April, 2021 to April, 2022 26 million Americans that were reading the Bible on a regular basis, completely stopped reading the Bible in one year. That's the plan of the enemy. That's the plan of the enemy. And Re- the the reason most reported for that is because churches had been shut down and people didn't. They were being told by their pastors, pastors, you should repent. People that closed your churches down, you should repent. Those of you that took money from the government to stay closed, you should repent. And because they couldn't get to church and because there was such a cloak of fear being propagated by evil people and by church people. They they couldn't understand the scriptures fully by themselves. They didn't know where to turn. They were confused, and so they lost heart, and they quit reading the Bible. In fact, in a 2022 study uh, by Christianity Today, it found that only 10% of Americans read the Bible daily. Only 10%. Of those surveyed, read the Bible in 2022, and that was down from 14% in 2020, so dropped four points, and about 39% of Americans were found to be Bible users, and that was down from 50% in 2021. So even use the Bible at all for any part of your life. 11 points in one year. See, that's, that's the enemy's plan to disrupt this nation because the word of God is the bedrock. It is the bedrock. You know what bedrock is? It's, it's a stabilizing force. When you get ready to build something, Jesus gave the parable of the foolish man who built his house on the sand. It went up quick. It was cheap. It was easy. There are many churches today and many movements today that are being built quick, fast, and easy. But it's on sinking sand. It's on sinking sand. It's not on the bedrock. Jesus Christ is the bedrock. He is the rock of our salvation. The stone that the builder rejected. I run into the mountains. Oh, hallelujah. And the mountains stand by me. I could sing it. It's, It's an old song. He is the stone that the builder rejected. He is the bedrock is your source. He is everything that's constant and immovable, immobile in your life. He is never changing. He's always the same. So you need the Word of God. You need the Word of God. It's so important. And so we have to learn to be readers and studiers of the Word of God for ourselves. In fact, in the 1450s, this is interesting, the first Press printing press that was produced because see before this time, if there was a copy of something, it was because somebody sat down and they wrote the copy out, they read it and they wrote it out. And then there you have a copy and it was done. Everything was one off one at a time. But, uh, but a man named Johannes Gutenberg invented the press for the sole purpose of printing Bibles for the masses. Did you know that? That every book that you have today that's in print, every everyone, all of them, are a direct result of a man that had a desire, I believe from the Holy Spirit, to print Bibles, and he invented a press, and he began to print the world. He printed the world's first Bible in the mid-1450s, somewhere. That's awesome. And so today... More than 7 billion Bibles have been printed since then. And in the digital age, listen to this hundreds of millions of Bibles have been downloaded to people's smartphones. And in a 2021, uh, the statistics showed us that the, the popular Bible app by you version, the Bible app by you version, had been downloaded more than 500 million times, and users have read and listened to more than 64 billion individual chapters of the Bible. Now, I'm giving you some stats because we're going somewhere with this. Polls show that about a third of the American population today believes that the Bible is the actual word of God and it is to be taken literally word for word. If you're watching right now and you do not believe that the Bible is in fact the infallible word of God, and it should be taken literally you're in the right place because we're going to help you. We're going to help you today. Okay. We're going to help you. Just stick with me. Stick with me for a minute. This will be a blessing to you. And then it says this, uh, so that, that's that been in decline for the past several decades. So here's just some, some stats. But about one in four Americans believe that, or excuse me, uh, let me read this other one. So most of those Americans who don't believe the Bible is literal, is literally true, believe that it is the inspired word of God, but not that not everything in the Bible should be taken literally. That's most church people. Most church people, especially denominational people, believe that the Bible is the inspired Word of God, but that it, it's not literal, and it's not literally. And there's all these there's people that believe cessationalists. They believe the gifts of the Spirit have ceased, and there's no miracle signs and wonders. There are people that believe that the baptism of the Holy Spirit was just for the first century church, and now we have the Bible. We don't need that, even though the Bible says we need the baptism of the Holy Spirit, if you've never received that, that it comes with the evidence of speaking in other tongues. And there are many things in the Bible. People just, you know, church people, uh, well, you know, they, they pick and choose, but you can't pick and choose from the Word of God. I'm going to show you this. Uh, statistics have shown us that one in four people in America are spiritually blind. In other words, they've never read the Bible. They don't believe anything about the Bible. They're not Christians. They, don't, they, they know very little or wrong information about Christianity. Twenty-five percent have never read the Bible. They, they, they know nothing about it except something taken out of context they've read or heard from someone else. So one in four people that you meet in your life have never heard the true gospel of Jesus Christ as it is written in this holy book. That is an amazing opportunity for us to evangelize the world. Now, why'd you say the Bible, uh, you know, all of the Bible is literal, Pastor? Where do you get that? Well, I'm glad you asked. Second Timothy 3 and 16, it says this, Paul writing to Timothy, and he said, all Scripture is given by inspiration of God. All Scripture. Go to your Bible and underline that. All Scripture means all Scripture. doesn't mean all the Scripture in this letter, every letter I've written to you, everything since Acts, everything since Matthew. It means all Scripture. Old Testament, New Testament, Genesis, Revelation, all of it. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete and thoroughly equipped for every good work. The reason people are not doing the good works of God is because we haven't been thoroughly equipped. And the reason we're not thoroughly equipped is because we're no longer studying the Word. We're studying TikTok. What in the world? We're studying Facebook Reels and YouTube and (coughs) the nightly news and the busyness of the day. People are out of sync with the Word of God. This is the answer for the world. The Word of God is the answer for the world. And it's time that we get synced back up with the Word of God and begin to believe and trust Him again. Now, uh, I want to give you a couple other uh, examples of this, because there was a time that the Bible was the centerpiece of Western civilization. It was taught in schools. It was taught in schools. Can you imagine that? I mean, we're talking about the 1960s and before, okay? Okay. The 19, so I believe it was 64 uh, that it was either the Bible or prayer. I believe it was the Bible was taken out of school in 1964 and in 1967 or eight, maybe 69, but it, I think it was 68, maybe 67. I can't remember. Anyway, one of those years right there, prayer was removed out of schools. And so you, before America was sowing righteousness... By allowing its students and requiring its students to know the word of God. Now, for the past 50 years, America has been sowing sin. And sin leads to corruption. What is corruption? It's spiritual corrosion. When you see all the corruption in our nation, what's that coming from? What's the political corruption coming from? It's coming from spiritual corrosion Yeah. You know what corrosion is? It's like when metal begins to rust and something that was once useful, wood gets weathered. It gets rotten. That's corrosion. It's oxidation. it, It is literally the elements getting into the wood, the material, the metal, whatever. And it's beginning to rot it so that it's not only no longer beautiful, but it's no longer structurally sound. That's what's happening in America right now. And it's because we've gotten away from the word of God. People that do go to church, many of them just go for spiritual candy, for experiences. They go because the church has good lights or a good screen or or a good kids program or good. It, that no value on the word of God. That has to change, and it has to change rapidly. And it will change when we become consumers of the word of God and not of experiences. We must become consumers of the word of God. If you agree, I want you to type "Amen." in the comments and share this video because it's about to get a whole lot better than this now look at what uh see because let me just say this there are people today they say uh pertaining to truth and morality they say that you know their truth is relative i have my truth and you have your truth and that's that's your truth but that's not my truth there is no individualized truth There is no truth that is individualized. In other words, you can't say, well, I have my truth, but, you know, you have your truth. No, truth is truth. Truth is absolute. Truth is not always convenient. Truth is not always comfortable, but truth is truth. So a nation has become unhinged from the truth, the moral bedrock. The Ten Commandments give a moral bedrock. They give an absolute, Uh, you know, They've been an undergirding for our society. They also set ethical standards. And by the way, even in the church, I have seen so so many uh, things happen that are completely unethical. Ministers, pastors, church leaders, be ethical. The Lord is watching. You'll have to answer for it someday. Be ethical. Yeah. Say what you mean. Mean what you say. Stand by what you say. Honor your promises. Be ethical. Be ethical. It's so important. But look at what Galatians 6 and 7. Now, this is Paul writing again, the same person that wrote Timothy. Now he's writing writing to the church in Galatians. And he says, Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. Whatsoever a man sows, that will he also reap. If you will sow to this, this is spirit. My word, it is spirit and it is truth. If you will sow to this word, of this, of the sowing to this, you will re- reap righteousness you will reap everlasting life you will reap bountiful blessings here but also in the time to come you will be blessed yeah if you are diligent and you hearken to the words that i give you this day yeah if you continue to study and dig into the words i'm giving you they're all recorded here in this book this is what god says in deuteronomy I'll make you the head and not the tail. I'll make you the lender and never the borrower. You'll be blessed in the city. You'll be blessed in the field. You'll be blessed in your coming. You'll be blessed in your going. You will be blessed if you become a studier of the word of God. Glory. I feel the anointing of God. There is a reward for the righteous. And I'm not just talking about heaven. That's the ultimate reward. But he will set you on high. He will make your name renowned. He will bless you so much that you can leave an inheritance to your children's children. In the mighty name of Jesus. Woo. Yeah. Now, check this out. By the way, that last verse of scripture I was quoting was Galatians 6 and verse 8. So just keep reading Galatians 6. Now, In light of everything that's happening in the world, the news, and everything that's happening, it must be viewed in the light of Bible prophecy. Why are there so many people running to and fro, even in the church, and they're freaking out, and, and they're, they're having to get on antidepressants and and and, and go see a, a, a therapist and whatever you know, all of this different stuff. Why is that happening more now than ever before? We're climbing towards 80 million Americans on antidepressants because of fear and anxiety and stuff like that. Why are we there? Well, it's because if you don't know Bible prophecy, if you don't know the Word of God, you're going to be terrified at everything that's happening right now in the world around you. I mean, you will be totally freaked out. You just will not know how to handle it at all, at all. And so when you know the Word of God, that changes everything. That shifts everything for you. So this is what Hosea 8, 7 says. They sow the wind and reap the whirlwind. <clears throat> isn't that, excuse me, isn't that what's been happening? They sow the wind and they reap the whirlwind. Yeah. But see, for people that can know and understand, the Bible, it's it's a storehouse. It's valuable. It's, it's a valuable storehouse. It's a treasure trove of the important answers facing that you will face in your lifetime, how to raise your children, how to be a good husband, how to be a good wife, how to save money, what type of job should you look for, you know, how to stay true uh, to self, how to, how to make it to heaven, how to operate in spiritual gifts, how to receive the anointing, how to please God, how to find the will of God, all these things. And thousands of more things are answered in the word of God. you got to learn how how to study the Word of God. This is what Proverbs 2, verses 4 and 6 says. It says, If you seek her as silver and search for her as hidden treasures, then you will understand the fear of the Lord. We're missing the fear of the Lord. The reason we don't have respect for one another is because we don't have any respect for the Lord. Then you will find and understand the fear of the Lord, and you'll find knowledge, the knowledge of God. For the Lord gives wisdom from his mouth, gives wisdom, and from his mouth comes knowledge and understanding. How do do we get the fear of the Lord? The Bible says the fear of the Lord is, is the beginning of wisdom, the fear of the Lord. It's the beginning of being able to learn. You send your kids through school, 13 years, kindergarten through 12th grade, and they learn everything from, you know, the ABCs all the way to advanced mathematics and whatever they're learning and they graduate and go to college they get a degree and they become educated idiots because they have no wisdom why do you think we're facing in america a common sense we're really facing a common sense crisis we're not facing a gender crisis we're not facing a climate crisis those things are all man made they're fake it's a scam But people are buying into it, and people are self-prescribing, self-medicating. They're becoming idiots, all because there is no wisdom. Why are people missing wisdom? There's no fear of the Lord. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And when you begin to seek through the Scriptures, then wisdom and understanding will come to you. Then knowledge, the knowledge of God That's how you want to think. How are you going to have the mind of Christ if you don't have the knowledge of God? You're not just going to sneak up on it. Well, I'm saved, so I got the mind of Christ. Wrong. Wrong. You're saved. I know I have seen in my life people that come forward and they get saved. There's no doubt they've repented. The blood of Jesus has cleansed them. They're on their way to heaven. I've even seen people that have received the baptism of the Holy Spirit and been baptized in water. And their mind is still thinking like it was thinking before. Now, the Spirit is is guiding them, and they have a sense of right and wrong, and, oh, I don't need to go there, and I don't need to do that. But a lot of times they get themselves into problems and messes because their mind hasn't been unlocked, transformed, because it hasn't been renewed by the Word. It's still conformed to the image of the world. And there's a fight between the Spirit... And their mind, what the spirits tell them to do and what their mind reasons that they should do. And unless you reconcile that by by humbly becoming coming before the Lord and asking him to teach you through his word, then ultimately you will become a very jaded and and a very uh, I'm, I'm going to say unusual, unusual, unusable uh, Christian where you, you will. Uh, doubt and reason away things of the word of God. You'll never see miracle signs and wonders. You'll never live in the supernatural. You'll never see that. And your children won't, won't buy into it because all you did is, is you, you had just a little bit, but not enough to really unlock everything. So let me give you seven keys and we're going to, we're going to go quickly. By the way, I only see a few comments. Let me throw the chat on the screen for a minute. Maybe that'll encourage you to, you know, let me know where you're watching from because I'd like to have your name so I can pray over you and your family uh, until Friday when we stream again. Now, key number one, understand this. The Bible is always relevant. The Bible is always relevant. Yeah. There are many people that believe, they think that the Bible was written 2,000 years ago, so there's no way it could be relevant today. No, the Bible is more relevant today than it even was 2,000 years ago. It is alive. It is the Word of God. It never changes. Yeah. It's, it's absolutely amazing if you get in the Word of God. You'll find out that the Word of God, it has the power to save you not only from sin, but to save you from yourself. The world right now is in the grip of self. It's all about self. Self-aggrandizement. My feelings. Don't offend me. Don't say something that will hurt my feelings. Don't, whatever. The way we get out of that, the way we move beyond that and away from self is through the word of God. Yeah. See, Jesus said this in Matthew 24 and 14. He said, this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world as a witness to all nations. And then the end will come. Why hasn't Jesus come back? We still need more preachers. We still need more preachers. We still need more ministers. That's why you should be actively involved in supporting men and women of God. I'm talking about in prayer, talking about in service in your local church, volunteering, helping. I'm talking about financially people that are going around the world, whether it's locally or whether it's in Africa, because there are ju- probably more people. Actually, I'm, I'm going to go on a limb and I'm going to say there are more people right now in the United States of America that need to hear the gospel, that don't know about Jesus than there are in Africa. It's true. It's true. So as you're supporting and you're giving, maybe you're not a preacher, but you're helping send somebody on the airwaves. There's a ticker on the bottom of the screen right now. Let me give you an opportunity even now to begin to sow. Go to bradfordministries.net or text to 84321, any amount, whatever it is, $50, $500, $5,000, and you'll get a link back, click on it, you know, select Bradford Ministries in Parkersburg, West Virginia, and partner with us. We're preaching the gospel every day, somewhere, every day. We're preaching the gospel, Sunday through Sunday. We're ministering the gospel somewhere, whether it's by audio, book, here live stream, preaching in person, uh, mentoring our pastors. A lot of times there are live streams that are going on that it's not for the public. It's for our pastors in India, our pastors in Pakistan. You know, we're getting requests. Just got a request from a a large church, large movement in a nation in Africa wanting me to come, uh, spend some time there, a week, maybe two, minister to their church, their church network, hundreds and hundreds of pastors, churches throughout Africa, and then preach a crusade. I don't know if I'm going to do that. I'm praying about that. But people are hungry, and they're asking, they're asking, hey, can you help me? So we're preaching the gospel every day. We're feeding orphans every day. We're taking care of widows and orphans every single day in those nations. Many of the meals that uh, that orphans get in, in uh, Pakistan and India, we've raised up two, three orphanages now, two in India, one in Pakistan, and we send money every month to support those. And they're not only getting meals, they're not only getting shelter, because we're helping to pay for that, but also... There are anointed men and women of God that are giving them the word every single day. So partner with us right now. The, the Lord will bless you. Okay, now key number two, the Bible is a complete book. It's a complete book. You can't read the New Testament and ignore the 39 books that come before that, known as the Old Testament. No, it's all important. you got to have all of it. You've got to have all of it. it it's all important. Important, And it is a complete book or series of books. It all goes together. Yeah. In fact, Jesus, when he was battling Satan in the wilderness during his 40 days of tempting and Deuteronomy 8 and 3, he, said, he, he quoted from Deuteronomy 8 and 3, and he said, It is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. That was Deuteronomy 8 3. Jesus was quoting scripture against the enemy. Think about this. How can we be Christians if we're not doing what Christ did? He was quoting scripture. We've got to know the word. Luke 4 and 4. Uh, uh, that was in Luke 4 and 4, excuse me, when, when he was quoting that. And, and I could go on and on and on where Jesus and people of the New Testament, uh, Paul, Timothy, and many others, Peter, John, James, they all quoted from, and uh, many of them even put in their writing, the books, the book of Acts, Revelation, Romans, Hebrews, all those contain parts of scriptures from the Old Testament because they knew those and they were important. In fact, in 2 Timothy 3.15, it says this, From childhood you have known the Holy Scriptures, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. See, Timothy was able to understand what Paul was talking about because he had a basis, a foundation in the Word of God. This is Timothy. Paul knows this. So, it, it, I mean, it's so, so, so important. We've got to know the Word. So key number two, somebody put it in the comments. The Bible is a complete book. Key number three, the Bible interprets the Bible. The Bible interprets the Bible. This is where many people get messed up right here. Don't fall into this trap. Well, what's your interpretation of that? Well, so-and-so says that's the interpretation. My pastor, my denomination believes this. This is how we interpret that. The Bible is not open for interpretation, especially from idiots, I love you. But the Bible's not open for interpretation. Many, many people seek to interpret the Bible. And what they're really doing is, this is what's actually happening. They're actually seeking to make the Bible say what they want it to say. That's not how it works. No, the Bible interprets the Bible. When the Holy Spirit has come, he is the teacher and he will teach you all things. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so more than twenty five percent, and and actually much more uh, of the uh, more than twenty five percent of the Bible is prophecy, and and that is in you know, it's hidden language, it's it's sim- or symbolic language. Excuse me, uh, books of Daniel, Revelation, many of the prophetic books, and excerpts and parts and chapters and verses from other books. It's the Bible, 25% of it is prophecy. And so you need to seek to to understand and not to interpret. We don't interpret the Bible. We understand the, the Bible by the leading of the Holy Spirit and by reading and reading and reading and reading and reading and reading. Okay, so let me go on quickly. Key number four, study all the scriptures on one topic. If you're studying the Bible, go through, you can do this with a reference Bible. You can do this with a concordance, however you, however you're doing it. But you know, like I, I usually won't buy a Bible unless it, unless it is a reference Bible. And in this particular Bible, uh, I don't know if you're going to be able to see this, but all of the writing, these, 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 words here, these are references for where certain scriptures and there's notations as you're reading through, there will be a little mark, a number, a letter, whatever. And, and you go over here and and as you're as you're going down through, here's a reference for the same topic in another place. And and there are topical Bibles, the knaves, topical Bible, many others you can get. I have many resources like that. Study all the scriptures on a specific topic. Read them all. Read them all. All of them. Get into the word of God because the scripture cannot be broken. John 10:35 says that the scripture. Cannot be broken. The Bible does not contradict itself. If you believe the Bible contradicts itself, it's because you heard somebody else say that and you took their word over what the word of God actually says. No, no, go read the Bible. There's no contradictions in this. God says what he means and he means what he says. Hey, John, thanks for joining us. Let us know where you're watching from. Share the broadcast. Yeah. Study all the scriptures about one topic. That's how that's a that's a study key. One of the keys. You need to you need to jump a hold of that. Write these down. These are powerful. Grab a hold of that. Because, see, this is why this is important, because careless use of scripture, if you just carelessly jump in, oh yeah, yeah. Take somebody else's word, believe what some backslidden preacher or some false TikTok, Facebook prophet says, careless use of the scripture, it can lead to false conclusions. I think that's a no-brainer, you know, where people just, they they make a false conclusion about the word of God. Well, it doesn't really mean that. Well, it says this. And there are many people today that just believe what somebody said, and they're taking somebody else's word over what the Bible actually says. So key number five, here we go. We're almost done. It says, understand, or key number five, I wrote down, understand the context. Seek for a contextual understanding. Yeah. Understand things in context. Don't just read a verse, read the few chapters before, few chapters after. One of the greatest Bibles, I think, for any believer is the Everyman Study Bible. You say, Everyman Study Bible, but I'm not a man, I'm a woman. That's okay. Uh, there, I think there is a Bible for ladies like that. There obviously there are many late you know Bibles and study Bibles for women, but the Every Man's Bible in the NLT, not the NIV, but the NLT, the New Living Translation. That's one of the greatest resources for just getting you a huge jumpstart. In fact, if you would read that from cover to cover um, once or twice, you would have the same. Type of Bible knowledge and understanding as someone that maybe went to a Christian school their whole life and has gone through the first year or two of Bible college. That's how powerful it is. Go get that resource, it'll bless you. Uh, so seek to understand things in context. In context. All right. That's where many people believe, well, the Bible has contradictions. No, they just didn't understand it contextually. And and this is true. You can see this every day in your life when, you know, like if you text somebody. And, uh, you know, uh, then you don't hear anything back from them. And then after a while you're like, are you okay? And then they, they, they write back. Yeah. I thought you were mad at me. You're like, why do you think you were mad at me because of your last text? No, you didn't understand that. You took that out of context. That's not at all what I meant. And it's easy. It's easy for that to happen. It's easy for that to happen. So take things in context. Okay. Understand it contextually. Key number six, prove all things. Prove all things. Right? The Bible says in First Thessalonians 5 and 21, it says, test all things. Hold fast to what is good. In other words, prove all things. Prove all things. Prove them. Yeah. That's why, you know, hate to say this because they're going to shadow ban the video. That's why I didn't go immediately for the, you know, the I was never going to go for that anyway. I believe in healing, but I I, I didn't believe anything they were saying. Whether, whether I decided it was true or not, there's a difference between what, whether those facts are correct and whether or not that is the will and the plan of God for my life. I knew that that wasn't where God was leading me. I knew that I have victory over every cold, cold, over every respiratory disease, over every disease. I've got victory. No disease is going to take me out. I'm not going to die. I'm going to live in Jesus' mighty name. I've got the victory. I knew that. So I wasn't worried. It didn't affect me at all. But then as I began to listen to what people were saying and how they were saying it, it wasn't proven. It wasn't true. There was no tests for that. So not only was it not what I was going to do, but in fact, what they were saying is a lie. Then you have to think, why are people lying? What's going on here? Prove all things. Use the Word of God to determine truth, even when other people speak, even when you read other things. It's important. Key number seven, and I'm going quickly here. This may be the most important one. Pray for understanding. Pray for understanding. In other words, we have to have a teachable attitude and a teachable spirit first. There's a Jewish proverb, and it says, when the student is ready, the teacher will appear. So you need to have a teachable attitude, a teachable spirit Right from day one, and uh, Acts thirteen twenty two, it lets us know that David was a man after God's own heart. That David was earnestly seeking the Lord. That he had a heart after the things of God. He was teachable. He was humble. It takes a humble person to be taught. You can't be full of pride and be taught. Right. And then Psalm 25 and 4, here is David showing us his attitude. He writes it down and records us the thoughts of his heart. Show me your ways, O Lord. Teach me your paths and lead me in your truth and teach me. For you are, God, you are the God of my salvation. On you, I will wait all the day. On you, I'll just wait. Teach me. I'm here, Lord. Teach me. That's how you got to be. You got to have a teachable Spirit And then pray for understanding, and the Lord will give you understanding. Pardon me. All right. I hope this blesses you today. I'm going to throw something up on the screen, and I want you to to prayerfully consider, if you've never done this, it's time to step out and trust the Lord. I want to challenge you to sow and to partner with us right now and to sow into this ministry. I mean, it's it's so rewarding to see what God is doing, but we have a mandate from the Lord to do more. Lay not up for yourself treasures in heaven or or, on earth where moth and rust corrupts, but lay up for yourself treasures in heaven. Listen, this earth is passing away. Now, when you sow, God will bless you. He'll open up the windows of heaven and bless you. We believe that. Malachi 3.10, bring all the tithes into the storehouse, that there may be meat in my house, and prove me now herewith. Saith the Lord of hosts, and I will not open up the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing. There shall not be room enough for you to contain. And, by the way, I'll rebuke the devourer based on your giving. We believe that, okay? We've seen that in our lives. I see that every day in my life. But we have a mandate from the Lord to do more, to do more. And I I want to ask you to partner with us. And as you do that, as you sow financially into this ministry, as you take time to pray and believe God, hey, Lord, what should I give here? What do you want me to do? And then you sow in obedience. You're helping send the gospel around the world. And there is not only a natural reward, but there is an eternal reward. It's safe. It's easy. Go to BradfordMinistries.net. Click on the Give button. Pick up some of these resources. They'll bless you. And also, drop us a, uh, a line and let us know how we can pray for you. Send us a message. Let us know how we can pray for you. We want to partner with you in prayer and believe for God's best in your life. All right. I love you. Until Friday, God bless you. I'll see many of you tonight at 7 p.m. at 908 Camden Avenue. It's going to be a great time at Church of His Presence. I'll be there.